All right, Jeremy, I don't know how much gas this thing needs to get to space, but I think I think we're going to be okay. Space? Yeah, yeah, we're, we're, we're going into space, Jeremy. Mike, you can't fly these things into space. Well, not, not with that attitude. You said we were going to Paris, Mike. Well, the Paris space, right? Oh, there's lots of, there's Paris, Texas, and Paris space. Oh, Mike, we're approaching the barrier, dude. Oh, God. <laughs> everyone and may the force be with you on today's episode of wait wait winchy are you do you hear that is that is that the sensor picking something up yeah i'm getting uh, multiple contacts on radar is is that a fucking cessna in in space no clue how those propellers work but uh, it's definitely a cessna all right, Jeremy. So, just like Star Wars, okay, we learned this from the movie. We're gonna, we're gonna, uh, launch, we're gonna launch. What, what do we have? What do we have to launch? Oh, I'm so scared, Jeremy. We, we need, we need to launch something. I don't know. There's a plunger. All right, uh, grab the plunger. Oh God. All right, load it up. All right, all right. So we launch this plunger down, down that little hole, right? And then the whole section explodes. They're not gonna know what to do. They're gonna be freaking out. And then we go in and steal their podcast. Oh, I think I've seen this somewhere before. Right, it's from Star Wars. I'm getting it all out of Star Wars. <laughs> I'm using all of the cliches. All of our best plans do come from movies. That's right. Oh God, it's cold. <laughs> oh, let me turn the heater on. <laughs> is, is that, is that a plunger? Winchy, that's a plunger. What are they gonna do with that? Well, they're they're in the trenches right now, but um, we we fixed the uh, reactor issues in the '80s, so um, I think I think the trench they're going right down right now is uh, the one that leads straight to the uh, the station's anus. Surely they wouldn't be going for our plumbing system, correct? Well, I mean, with a plunger, you, you, I mean, where else are you gonna go? Oh God, what's incoming transmission? Star Wars nerds, we just fucked up your shit. Hey, I like Star Wars. Yeah. There is shit everywhere. Ah. What have you done? Our plan worked, Jeremy. Something happened and they're mad about it. But anyway. You see all that shit flying around the inside of it? I, we can't go inside there and take that podcast. Oh, God, shit. shit. Oh, God, we blew up oh, all the toilets. You totally can't come inside. Please help us clean this mess up. Oh, well, how about this? Okay, it sounds like you guys have a lot of work to do cleaning up the shit storm inside. Uh, we'll take over your podcast. We'll kill two birds with one stone. You clean the shit, and we'll take care of your show. Mike, I'm pretty sure if we just hover the Cessna around their hub, if we continue the hailing frequency, we can just jump on and steal their steal their podcast remotely. Oh, we don't even need to go into their shit I'm not show. going on that shit. Oh, that's a good call. It's, it's, that's like instant pink eye. So I just learned all that techno babble. Oh, uh, uh, they can hear everything we're saying. <laughs> okay, okay, well, we've heard what you said. Keep the people entertained. Winchy, go grab, go grab a... Do, do we have like a space mop or something? Yeah, we got a bucket and a mop, and that's a wet ass Cessna. Yeah.
Podcast. I have a clown fetish now. Hey, Jeremy. Hey, Mike. How are you? I'm doing good. Your clown fetish is getting pretty intense. Really, really take it off. Yeah. Really take it off. I really discovered something new about myself since last week. You spent like an week. extra half an hour looking at clowns after the episode. <laughs> that was wild. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the, well, my dating profile has changed to include must be clown. <laughs> we, have a, we have a guest with us today. We do have a guest. It's a uh, actor, director, millionaire, playboy, international sex symbol, <coughs> James Eves. James Eves, everybody. Welcome. Thank you very much, and I hope the uh, bribe for that introduction was worth every penny. Uh, we we're, we're going to get a nice lunch later <laughs> at, Bur- at Burger King. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm not sure about those dollars, but yeah. The Force Unscripted, the podcast that we're stealing. They talk about Star Wars. Bunch of nerds sit around talking about star wars i've listened to their show they have a lot of humor involved too they just did a a fuck mary kill with certain star wars characters um it was very funny what would you like should james introduce himself i want james to introduce himself now okay right okay so i'm jim eaves i'm a filmmaker um i'm i'm speaking to you from my star wars bunker in uh southampton in england uh, the place the Titanic sailed from, if that's any uh, help to how this is going to go. Um, I'm a big Star Wars nerd, born in 77. Um, and if you could see the room I'm in, you would see a selection of toys, uh, Star Wars helmets, lightsabers stuck to the wall. So hopefully I'm the right guy for this chat. You, you said toys. My brain immediately went to sex toys. <laughs> <laughs> this is my job the hut butt no, plug. No, we don't have them on the walls. <laughs> this is my R2-D2 8-inch dildo. <laughs> <laughs> what is 8-inch? It's a life-size. It's, it's a quarter scale of R2-D2. <laughs> Ouch. Ouch. <laughs> so... Uh, when when I had kind of reached out for for guests, you had respond, and I, I wanted to touch this. Uh, <laughs> I wanted to touch it with my hands. Uh, you you had said, uh, well, you know, I'm I'm a pretty interesting guy. You know, I'm a I'm a film director. I have movies, and I have this picture with George Lucas. Here you go. Here's a picture of me and George Lucas. And I was like, ah, that's a very realistic wax figure of George Lucas <laughs> that he's standing next to this stoic faced <laughs> uh, George Lucas in a tuxedo and then a very excited jim eaves standing next to him with his thumbs up <laughs> yes that was a very exciting day for me you can even see i've got a piece of chewing gum in my mouth mm-hmm. you know, when i was putting it online i was like should i photoshop that out and i didn't want to touch that image because i didn't want anyone thinking it was fake because it is a real image it really happened what's the history behind that picture did you ambush him were you doing something together uh, <laughs> so <laughs> yeah we were out you know partying <laughs> No, I was in Can- uh, in Cannes for the film festival. Um, we were uh, we had our filmmaker passes on. If you're a filmmaker, you get a pass, which means you can go to all the hotels. We saw a big kerfuffle going on. It was the year um, Indiana Jones and the Crystal Skull came out. So he was over there promoting that. Fantastic. And a big film. kerfuffle, loads of people, photos, snap, 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 snap. I'd had a horrific experience the year before. No, actually a couple of years before approaching Hayden Christensen. Uh, and that was very embarrassing. Well, he was so on the I toilet when you walked up. <laughs> well, I, he might as well have been. Um, in his dressing room. Like <laughs> so I said to my wife, I don't want to, this is going to ruin it. I'm going to go and see, I'm going to go and try and get an autograph. It's going to be embarrassing. And she said, no, go for it. You're never going to get this opportunity again. So I skipped around all the press, 
uh, ran into this hotel, couldn't find him anywhere, turned around, and he was there with, I guess, his wife. Um, and I was like, yeah, yeah, I was a little bit drunk. I had a couple of beers. Hey, George, can I get a picture? Yeah, okay. You know, he needs to come uh, in the front Hey, it's me, um, George okay. Lucas. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> That's what uh, I sound so like he... in real life. Hey. <laughs> it is. It is. So he, uh, I had a camera. This was before mobile phone cameras. So I had a uh, digital camera. Handed it to this bloke. Posed for the photo. And I, at first, I did like a real, hello, you know, nerd. Really happy nerd. And then I thought, nah, so I'll point at him and smile and look like an idiot. And I've, I later found out the guy who took the photo was Janice Haminsky, the uh, DOP of Indiana Jones. So that's a good guy to get to take a picture. And he's he's like the DOP, won an Oscar for Shingler's List. So they must have all been together because of the premiere. That's, that's cool. where that photo came. That's really yeah, cool. You had a really fam- cool. Uh, uh, probably some would say an even more famous guy who took the photo. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it's like George Lucas. George Lucas, can you take a photo of me real quick? <laughs> can, yeah. can you can yeah, you yeah. take my? <laughs> I thought, judging by his face, that that woman he was with was his mistress. <laughs> He's like, just don't get her in the picture. Yeah, he, doesn't look, he doesn't look that happy. I mean, yeah, he, I think he probably uh, could tell I was a little bit uh, drunk. But Yes, yeah, yes, I'm, sure, I'm a passed. god amongst men. Yes, you can have a photo with me, <laughs> your lord and savior. Yes, thank God for Steven Spielberg thank and Walt God Disney. for nerds. <laughs> yes, I, I've spent so much money on Star Wars. I At that point, I should have set up a direct debit just goes into George's account every month because that's how much I spend on it. The amount of junk I've got, honestly. Have you been to the museum in California, which houses the Guinness Book of World Records' largest Star Wars museum memorabilia? Museum? No, I haven't. I think that would be painful for me to go to because I would see a lot of stuff I want. Um, and then you'd it, steal it. Yeah. I'd probably steal it, yeah. Or it'd, be, or it'd be rubbish. I've got stuff in my loft. We got out. We clear it out. I've got cinema tubs and you know packets with food in and stuff i'm just like what am i holding on to this gear for um so yeah ebay ebay a lot of it keeps just the good stuff and your favorite uh your your favorite piece what's your what's uh what, what if i came over Ooh. to your house right now with if, I knocked on, if i knocked on your door <laughs> <laughs> yep. and i said show in the end i held you hard against the ground i said show me your best star wars thing <laughs> what, what are you gonna show Ooh. me okay so i'd wriggle free I'd probably go in the loft and I would get some vintage figures out. So from the original movie, the ones I played with as a kid, probably those ones. Maybe a the Land Speeder, something like that, or a Millennium Falcon, something a bit cool from the seventies. Oh, nice. So that's that stuff is almost like an invest you could use that in currency at the end of the world, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it, there's some of them, some of those figures, it's ridiculous how much one figure goes for just for a tiny little bit of plastic. Um, and I've been tempted to sell some over the years to get a film made. Oh, sure. uh, but those vintage figures are not being touched. And if I ever die, it's, you know, I've said to my wife, if I ever die, make sure you get a good price on them. Don't just take them to a yeah. boot fair and, and uh, flog them a lot. Get them, get them appraised. Go to a reputable auction house. And then, yes. Yes. Yeah, there's a way to do it. Uh, so give it. us an idea. What, what what is one of these little toys? What do they go for? Like what is what, what's oh, a, a, can... a median range? Median range. Wow, it's all over the shop. If you had one in a box, so if you had a on a card, say uh, Obi Wan Kenobi on a card, you're looking at thousands, thousands for one of those. Yeah. I haven't got one of those. Mine are all out of the box because I play with them. Yeah, but they're going maybe like 
six, seven hundred a figure. Depends which ones it is, because some of them, the ones that came out sort of later down the line, are harder to get hold of. And if you got the gun and the helmet and all the malarkey, then they're worth even more. Wow. All right, so oh well, luckily we have his address, Jeremy. We could just go over there whenever we need to. <laughs> so. I'm not sure I can fight you off with my plastic lightsaber. <laughs> One what? of the things is an actual lightsaber, and I will kill you with it. If you if you were in the Star Wars universe and you had a lightsaber, what would be your color? Ooh, Ask him about the crystals. Right? The, ky- the kyber crystals. Yeah. yeah. Be a nerd, yes, Jeremy. Yes. <laughs> Yes, I'd go red. I think I'd want a, I'd want a cool, uh, cool baddie one. Definitely. Does that mean you have to be a bad guy? Like, are there good Jedi's that have red lightsabers? I mean, no. Let's think about uh, it. No, Harry, no. Po- Harry Potter had the same type of wand as Lord Voldemort. So if you think about that, you could have like Darth Vader's lightsaber and still be a good guy. I guess you could borrow it. I'm sure, but <laughs> I, I think if you had it, you'd be. On the Jedi's list of a yeah. baddie, it doesn't, really, it doesn't really go with the uniform, you know. Oh, it's like it's like the bandana that you wear in the Bloods and the Crips. <laughs> yeah, <That's laughs> yeah, the Jedi yeah. lightsabers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so people will just see you on the street and fuck with your shit because Rep your you're set, right? <laughs> <laughs> so you, so you guys, you you guys, you've seen Star Wars, right? Yes. So where does it where does it fit into your personal? You know, nerdgasm. Do you, are you just not interested in it? Do you watch it, not really get it? You know, <sighs> Jeremy. I like Star Wars. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. but I I like sci-fi mm-hmm. in general. Yeah. Um, if I had to choose one, but if I had to choose between Star Wars and Star Trek, I would throw Star Wars out a window. You, Star Trek. You go Star Trek. So it's so it's uh, it's John, oh John John Luke Picard's traveling the world. You know he's traveling the uh, galaxy, and he's like, "So I've showed up." No, it's uh, it's Patrick Stewart, right? Yeah. So it's, <laughs> oh, I, yo, Patrick Stewart! I've showed up to, to the galaxy. It's filled with these space wizards wielding lightsaber things. I don't. Know, I just shot one with my phaser. <laughs> yeah, right. And he died instantly. Really good, Patrick Stewart. <laughs> <laughs> really good, Patrick Stewart. The the thing I'm not a big fan of is Star Trek. I love Star Trek. It's a bit too hopeful for me. We know, look at the planet, we know that society doesn't evolve into this wonderful, uh, diverse uh, people going out to explore. What happens is you get dictatorships and you get uh, rebels. That's that's what life's like. So Star Trek, love it. Idealized vision of the future, but ain't happening. Yeah, but that's just our planet. If you go on to Deep Space Nine, where you got all these different... People showing up to the space station. Vectors. <laughs> wormholes. <laughs> wormholes. Oh, yeah. Science. Like, there's still a dirty world out there in Star Trek. We just see most of the time the Enterprise and its yeah, ongoing true, mission. True. But I get it. Yeah. I do like uh, when they've ex- expanded Star Wars like into the Mandalorian and we got to see more of the filthy stuff going on. Not the big war, not the big battle. Yeah. Uh, aftermath stuff. I really enjoyed uh, the the Mandalorian. I guess the latest Star Wars things that have been coming out that I've enjoyed. I loved Kenobi. That little mini series mm-hmm. with, you know, after, after, what, what was he up to? What was that, what was that crazy guy up to after, you know, Star Wars? That kooky Ben depressed, Kenobi. didn't he? He got real he got sad. Really just, yeah, yeah, he went to a fish factory. He was just like saving up pieces for his, his fucking dog horse or whatever it was. <laughs> Slurping the meat out of his hand. I didn't find uh, Kenobi to be uh, convincing, 
because I feel like he would have just picked up little Leia and threw her down a chute and just got rid of her. No, he wouldn't have. <laughs> That's so what annoying. you would have done, Gosh, Jeremy. she was so annoying and whiny and stubborn and stupid. He had a charge. <laughs> he was given the charge of keeping after these little children, and he did a great job. Mm. I just felt like he had this this big issue. He was like, you know, he's just like trying to summon Qui-Gon the whole time. He's just like, God damn it, I can't can't get it up. I can't get this Qui-Gon ghost to appear. And Mike picked a, a color lightsaber. Cream. Oh yeah. Cream. Color. Cream. Oh, cream. how would that look? May may the cream always rise. May the cream rise. <laughs> may, may, may the cream rise onto you and also onto you. May may all what your does, creams rise. Yeah. <laughs> What is cream? What what Jedi order are you with with that? Then? Uh, well, independent, right? Ma- macho, man. independent, <laughs> freelancer. Yeah, yeah. I'm a, you know, just independent. I just go with the flow of things. <laughs> <laughs> really, just vending machine repair. Do you, <laughs> do you want? Do you want to hear the sound his lightsaber makes when he turns it on? I'm not sure I do, but yeah, go go ahead. Let's hear it. All right, cream Jedi. All right, here goes my lightsaber. <laughs> Come on, That's come on, lightsaber! Stuff of nightmares. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to hear that when you're down a dark alley, do you? No. Jeremy. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> Jeremy's got all the buttons. <laughs> nice. Uh, I, I did have the pleasure of watching uh, one of your movies in preparation. Oh gosh. Yes. Okay. I, I watched. Uh, I watched. Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Mike, why did you do that to yourself? <laughs> <laughs> I can it's, never you watch. Re- you watched. You might get lost. You might get lost. The, I, the I, watched, I watched. Yeah. I watched that film. Uh, it was very well shot. It was a very well yeah. shot movie. I enjoyed it. It, it. it was. It was. It was way better uh, to look at than I was anticipating. I was like, "This is a well done movie." Um, I hated the lady though. I hated her very much. <laughs> oh no! She kept making very bad decisions <laughs> the Jim, whole movie. She does. And Jim goes, "That's that's my wife." <laughs> my I, was like, <laughs> I was like, "Oh, was it?" No, no. I, no. <laughs> no. But I'd like every every time, and I, I don't want to give too much away. I don't. I'm trying to avoid spoilers because I, I do want I do want as many people to watch your movie. Why did you turn my volume so loud? I do. I mess with it in post. Yeah. Okay, we'll meet in the middle. Anyway, so the thing that got me about this person is that she she had a rare opportunity, and that opportunity just goes wildly wrong every single time. And I was just like, "You just did it. What? Why are you going around people? <laughs> Why?" Yeah. yeah. She keeps making mistakes. The the bit that people can't get over. It's my mild spoiler. Is she kills a dog? People yeah. Don't like that. And they watch no, it. You do not do that. like that bit, people. You can't kill dogs in uh, films. I, I but disagree. But she does. I disagree. Disagree, I, really. It's a hill you'll die on. I, th- I think that uh, people need to understand that, you know, sh- shit happens. There's real life stuff. There's there's horrible things that happen in this world, and people make bad decisions, and there's terrible repercussions for them. So, yeah, uh, the 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 displaying a dog death in a, in film is, in my opinion, people don't get upset when you know when kids die, you know, in horror movies and things. I just watched uh, historically they do one of the worst movies. <laughs> historically, I've, everyone hates it. I will tell you right now. I will, uh, Jim. I will tell you right now. Your oh, movie no. was your movie was miles ahead of the fucking last Michael Myers movie. The Halloween ends. 
But J- Jamie Lee, Jamie Lee Curtis is in it. Michael Myers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Your your yeah. movie was a thousand times better than that movie. Thousands. Okay, I'll take that. And I'll that's take that. you know, it's basically old Mike Myers. <laughs> he's just like <laughs> yeah. he's just in a hole, and he's like, I'm sad because it's hard for me to murder people now because I'm so old. And then there's this new guy. He's like, I'm a psychopath. Uh, on my way to becoming even a worse psychopath. And then, like, Mike Myers is teaching him how to murder people <laughs> to become, I guess, the new Mike Myers. And so they're, like, buddying up, killing people together. Or he'll he'll bring people to be murdered by Mike Myers because he really just can't do it anymore. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it was the st- stupidest fucking movie. The acting was garbage. Everything Jesus about Christ, that movie Mike. I hated. Really taking a stand here, buddy. <laughs> I'm glad you. I'm glad you didn't feel this way about my film. Oh, I, I did not. I did Stop not. Stop in tears. <laughs> <laughs> the director fucking sucks. Everything. Yeah, sucks. you're gonna you're gonna recut this, aren't you? So you're gonna go. This is what I think about your movie. <laughs> yeah. No. Just go this tirade. <laughs> I did. Not, I did not hate your movie. There. There was definitely some frustration in the uh, yeah. the the act. But I mean, I'm sure that's what you're trying to convey. You're trying to convey to the audience that this is a very frustrating person to watch make these decisions. Decisions. Yeah. Absolutely. You can't change the past, can you? So no. you need to people need to realize that. <laughs> Speaking of travel movies. I, Speaking, I hold on, reason. hold on, Mike. Hold on, Mike. <laughs> okay. Speaking of decisions, I want you to make a decision. What would be the planet in Star Wars you would live on since we are stealing a Star Wars podcast? <laughs> Star Wars of, <laughs> interesting. Um for on what basis? That I for a comfortable life or that I want to go and have a look? Mm-hmm. Uh to you go there, you have to live there. Yeah, forever. I've got to live there. Yes. Um, probably Naboo, the one from the mm. uh, episode one. Lots of palaces. Looks a bit like um, Lake Garda in Italy. Not, you know, nice weather. Gold um, ships. There's some, yeah, there's some fish people, but they don't really bother you because they stay underwater. That's not the um, one that so explodes, yeah, I'd go for... right? No. What's the one that explodes? No, 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 no. Andor? Is it? Alderaan. 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 Yeah, Alderaan, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Princess don't want to live there. Yeah, we don't want to pick that <laughs> Don't one. move there. Don't I mean, circa, there. you can just find out the year. You live a comfortable life before it explodes. Yeah, you probably get a cheap house. <laughs> I'll go Naboo, please. Jeremy wants to live on the water planet. What? The water planet. Uh, Dagobah? I don't know. It's just water. <laughs> just water? It's got the knife, the building called the knife on it. And I, I just want to live out my Kevin Costner oh, yeah. water world fantasies. <laughs> That's right. Well, it's a, there's a constant storm also, so it's crazy, crazy raging seas all the time and under almost complete darkness. That doesn't sound fun at all. Jeremy wants to go there. Miserable. I'd rather live on Dagobah, which is basically Florida. <laughs> Daguba. Oh, sweaty Dagobah. I don't think I'd want to go there. I get, get to hallucinate inside of caves. Is there a clown planet? I bet you wish there was a clown. clown planet. So you're you're into your clowns, are you? You like clowns. He just figured this out out from the last episode. We we we, we did an episode about consciousness, and then Jeremy's like, let's call a birthday clown. And ask them about consciousness. (laughs) And ask them about consciousness. And so I started doing, we started making calls. It's a Sunday, so no one's answering the phone. And I'm just going through all these. I was like, that's a hot clown. A hot clown. That's a that's a spicy clown. I think I'd so, fuck that clown. <laughs> so the second movie I made was called Hellbreeder. And yeah. it was about a killer clown. 
I in oh, we had two clowns in it actually. I had a friendly clown and an evil clown. So make you know, check it out. I will have to now. I will have to. It's not very good. It's, it would be my review because it's a very early film. Uh-huh. The, the the clown is like an evil clown with prosthetics and fangs and stuff. So you might like that. Ooh. And the um, special effects is good, but the actual film isn't great. What is it? What is it? Uh, Killjoy. Jeremy loves the oh, movie I love Killjoy. Killjoy. Yeah, Killjoy's the to hell clown. To hell clown. He's a demon hell yeah. clown. Yeah, 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 yeah. Demon hell clowns, all that kind of stuff. Anything that's got a creature in, um, I'm in for definitely. And clowns are creepy and scary and horrible. Um, so you know, maybe I'll put one in a future film. How much of the so if you're making your film and you're like I need prosthetics I need uh you know mm. I I need somebody to help me make this at least decent to look at or scary or whatever whatever it is that you're going for when it comes to the makeup do you have to hire an artist and that person has to have you know you kind of give their your vision to them and just kind of pass off the job and then you just sign off on it if it's good pretty much I mean the, what you find when you're making these ultra low budget films is you work with people who later on go off and do amazing things. So, for example, this killer clown, the guy who did the prosthetics for that, went on to work on The Revenant and was doing all of Leonardo DiCaprio's wounds and all that kind of stuff. Wow. wow. Done a bunch of films. So, yeah, so these people, so he was really talented. And it's ridiculous, really. You give someone a script and go, can you make me a killer clown? He came back with little uh, clay model maquettes of loads of different versions of the clown, how he would do it. Yeah, so you you find somebody you find somebody who's an artist who's kind of on their way up and wants to to build this thing, uh, and he did an incredible job. And Star Wars uses a lot of prosthetics as opposed, Ooh, yeah. to, like I mean, even even today is in that I I love the fact that they're trying to keep that alive. They're not going mm-hmm. straight CGI all the time with uh, you know in in shot characters and things. I know that, you know, they did that with some animals and things. And even in the earlier episodes, they have the George Lucas cut where he got to insert some scenes Ooh, yeah. that they didn't have the technology for. <laughs> but yeah, that didn't go very well. Why are you I rubbing they, yourself? And, uh, What's so funny? Those They suck. The prosthetics? <laughs> no, the little CGI fuzzy. He's got to put yeah. fuzzy shit in everything. <laughs> it, doesn't, it doesn't date well, that stuff. It really doesn't. You can't go back in and start putting random things in the background awful and the, I'm, I'm always practical jeremy's the same way always prefer practical effects figure out oh, yeah. how to make it happen in the room and then shoot it you know yeah absolutely and that's that's what's the prequels they all suffered from that is too much cgi in the background everyone was on a green screen or a blue screen back then yeah they sort of put that to uh you know, they've kind of fixed that now with these new shows. But then I do worry with the new shows. They're sort of leaning into this, you know, the big volume, the big LED screens. And then everything starts to feel a little bit samey as well. So pr- practical, yeah, keep doing practical. It is hard because when you get somebody in a mask, sometimes it looks a bit suspect. But most of the time, the people that have got working on those shows are the you know best of the best. Mm-hmm. And who would you prefer? Who's your favorite Star Wars character? Like, just like, oh, not even necessarily like main character, like oh, side characters. Yeah. What about that I, yeah, uh, from episode one? The the the, the 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 that one alien. It was basically a Jewish alien, and he couldn't be. They couldn't use Wata. the force. Yeah, yeah. that guy. Watto. With the big nose. Yeah. Yeah. Not him. I wouldn't pick him. Definitely not him. My my all time favorite is Admiral Akbar, who is the kind of fish looking dude who is uh, 
he drives the big Calmarian uh, cruiser and blows up uh, the Death Star and Return of the Jedi. Calamari, sorry. He's awesome. I was going to say, the guy who, uh, if you remember episode one, uh, Boss Nass, do you remember him? Big fat guy underwater. Yeah. He had all like spit coming out. That's Brian Blessed. I mean, I actually did some filming with him uh, for a short film. Amazing. And you go to his house. He's the guy. He was in Flash Gordon. He was in... Oh, God, what else has he done? He is uh, an absolute legend. Look up Brian Blessed. Done loads of Shakespeare films as well. Oh, nice. Awesome actor. Just dropping that name in there. Clang. What is that? What is that? Uh, it's... Uh... Yeah, you got a lot of riz. <laughs> in, in, is that what the kids are saying? In the film business. <laughs> yeah, definitely. You can't you tell. Networking. Jeremy, do you have, you have questions yep. over there? I've got fuck, Mary kill. Hello, everybody. Future Michael here. Just want to tell you about our band of the week. It's Will Sims with his song, To Remind You. Make sure you check him out. He'll be on the Jizzy playlist on Spotify. So go there and see all the wonderful artists that we've featured all in one spot for you. And we're brought to you by Dungeon Studios, makers of 5th edition Dungeons & Dragons modules. Go pick up a module today and uh, go into a dungeon where there may or may not be a dragon. Very rarely are there, but sometimes there is. And then it's fun to say that there's a dragon in the dungeon and... Okay. <laughs> Uh, all right, bye. You have a fuck Mary kill. Uh-huh. We have to do it since yeah, we're stealing this to, podcast. I'm trying to perfect okay. the uh, contestants. Don't make me. it all droids, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, well, Jeremy's working on that. Um, <clears throat> do you have anything uh, currently in the pipeline? Are you currently uh, yeah. uh, in is something? Is anything in production? Yep. So we are in post production on a film called The Apocalypse Box which is another horror. Uh, it's about a box with loads of keyholes on that grants wishes, and it's set on election night, and it's a whole sort of diverse group of people get assembled to each have a go opening this box, and it's kind of a metaphor for, you know, voting and voting with your own sort of selfish wants and how that always goes wrong. Oh, we yeah. shot it, we're in post. It's I'm hoping I'm on the 5.1 mix at the moment with the sound, and I'm hoping maybe... March, April, we'll be able to get it out. With uh, this kind of uh, low budget, there's so many options with distribution and it's a bit of a minefield, so you really so, have to play that carefully. So June. <laughs> yeah, so June 2026, yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, next year. <clears throat> well, that's really cool. Uh, get to work with any interesting people on that project? Uh, so two, two names in that one. Small names, but so one of them, Sylvester McCoy, who was Doctor Who. Uh, back in the sort of late 90s um, and also a guy called Paul Foote who is a uh, stand-up comedian in the UK he's really funny do oh. do Google him he's hilarious alright well give him our information we'll have him on the show we'll do a comedy thing yeah. <laughs> oh he's brilliant He's he's got a weird kind of uh, crazy style he's brilliant you'd love him oh perfect Jeremy, you got the question queued up? Yep, I've got fuck Mary Kill ready. Okay, I'm ready. For, all right. So let's you want to start with uh start with you, start with let's start with James. Yeah, let's start, start with, with Jim. Start with Jimbo. Jim Bobway. Oh <laughs> all right. You're familiar with Fuck Mary Kill, correct? Yep, correct. All right. So first up we have Wicket W. Warwick. He's the brave Ewok from the Forest Moon of Endor. Yep. <laughs> yep. He's a little good cousin guy. Uh-huh. And um Second, we have Porg. 
Yeah, yep, the porg. We got a porg. They're cute little uh, things with big eyes, and they're very inquisitive. Mm-hmm. Ah. They want to know what's going on in all the places. <laughs> really selling it, yeah. You're selling and, it. Um, number three, we have a gonk droid, which is the 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 sturdy box shape. Oh, the box one with the human legs. That no, they oh. they roll around and they just plod around in the background. They make the little gonk noise. Ah, yeah, they're just mm-hmm. little robots mm-hmm. that clean stuff up. What's that fucking robot where it's like a giant trash can, but it's got two human legs? <laughs> You know what I mean? That might be a gunk. They might be a, a type gunk, of gunk. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there you go. So it's got human legs, which yeah. means it might have a human vagina. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm not sure I like the way you say that word. He's <laughs> like, can I just fuck all three of them? <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, all right. Uh, James? Yeah, okay. So I would kill the pork thing because it's... They're a bit thick, aren't they? They're not really going to... I mean, they're just small, edible, uh, chicken-like creatures. Kill it. Mm-hmm. I, would, I would marry uh, Warwick Davis. <laughs> 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 he's a good cuddler. Uh, yeah, he's a good cuddler. Just because he's funny. I've seen him in comedy shows. I know I'm not getting him. I'm getting him as an Ewok. Yeah, you're getting the Ewok. Age 11. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Ewok version of him. But, yeah, I think that would be the marry. And... Um, I'm going to go with the gonk droid because I think you're going to get a lot of uh, action out of that. I don't know. Jim's going to fuck that droid. <laughs> this is going to be on my gravestone. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going to go up next. Okay. All right. So uh, after careful consideration, um, I also kill the porg because mm-hmm. it's edible. Then nice. I can eat it. Yeah. And he, you, they are dumb. Yeah. They're not like dogs. Mm. They're like, they're dumb. Even though Jim likes to kill off dogs in his movies, <laughs> I, <laughs> Love that. I feel more comfortable killing a porg. Um, I would fuck Wicket W. Warwick, the Ewok, <laughs> just to see what it was like. <laughs> and like, he is like the bravest Ewok. So if I take him out, then I think I'm the leader of the Ewoks after that. Uh huh. Um, and you're gonna wait. You're gonna marry the box, and I'm gonna marry the gonk droid because marry it just goes around, cleans stuff up, and doesn't talk very much. Very practical answer. I like it. Listen to that Ewok <laughs> all day about his fucking day. That's crazy. That would kind of. That's kind of mine. I mean, like you, like I, I agree with you, Jeremy. <laughs> but I also. I also want to marry the Ewok, which means that I would fu- I would fuck this blob. You gonna marry him because he's so brave? I would fuck the chicken blob. <laughs> You're gonna kill the gunk droid. I'm gonna. Well, I mean, technically, I'm gonna kill the. Uh, no, I'm gonna. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna kill the gunk droid. I'm gonna fuck the blob, which also probably will kill it. <laughs> Do you want to see what a porg looks like? A porg. I, I, I fuck the porg, like. and then and then I marry the Ewok. Oh, nice. Jeremy's going to show me a picture a, of what I'm going to put my dick in. What a porg <laughs> is. <laughs> oh, God. Oh. Oh, look at that mouth. It's just what asking that mouth for do. it. Oh. <laughs> what does that mouth do, though? Ah. It's like a weird penguin, fuzzy penguin. Oh, I love thing. penguins. <laughs> you love fucking penguins? Oh. Look, and this is the gonk droid. Do I have a penguin thing now? <laughs> penguin clowns? <laughs> penguin clowns. <laughs> Let's see the gonk droid. <laughs> There. Yeah, it's got the feet. Yeah, you it's, ma- a, it's it, a trash can it wa- with feet. <laughs> it walks around and cleans stuff up. It's good for the environment. You'd arbitrarily kill it. It's nice. 
<laughs> I'm just gonna blow it up. Watch this fire. Blow it up. You know. Yeah. Watch this. And uh, I will get married to the Ewok as I as I walk past the fi- the flaming wreckage of the Gawk droid. I mean, that means you gotta fuck it all the time. I was just fucking it once. See what it was like. Yeah. You're gonna suck that thing's dick. No, <laughs> no I'm not. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Let's not make our guests regret being on our show. <laughs> All right. So, is there is there how how do you feel about the newer trilogy? This this last trilogy, uh I it's it's it, uh, everyone has their opinions about it. I'm I'm curious to find right. out from you uh Jim Bobwe, uh who well, yep. how you feel about it. How do I feel? I like The Force Awakens. I thought it was really good. Gave me that Star Wars feeling and saw it. The Last Jedi started to take that away because it wasn't quite what I wanted or what little Jimmy from 1977 or maybe 70, maybe 1980 me would have loved. And then the the last one, the Rise of Skywalker, what wasn't great. Um, so I feel like it was diminishing returns each time. However, because we got those movies, we got Rogue One. Which is my favorite Star Wars film, so I'm not that upset about it. Rogue One was very good. I, I I enjoyed Rogue One, and that 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 seems to be a consistent answer is that people enjoy you know the Rogue One episode. Um, they got mixed feelings about the newer trilogy. I yeah. I hated finding out that fucking Palpatine's like alive. I just I hated yeah, that. I was like, no, "Why are you? You you're you're just milking George Lucas because you guys bought the shit and you don't know what to do with it. So you're trying mm-hmm. to you're trying to bring in the people that you know love the franchise, and you're trying to be like, oh, well, Palpatine was a very popular villain. What if we just make him a clone? I guess. And yeah, you can't be doing that. Hello, I am a clone Excellent. now. Excellent. You're a Palpatine. Yeah, you can't be doing that. My favorite part was how they uh, took away Han Solo's entire character arc from yeah. the original trilogy and mm-hmm. just made him a, a, a bandit again. Yeah. <laughs> who, dis- who just disowns his family <laughs> to yep. go be a sleazeball. Learned Ooh. absolutely nothing. I fucked an Ewok and that's how you were born. <laughs> I like how they killed all of our old heroes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and you didn't... That was the other thing. We didn't get to see them all together. And I know that's partly because uh, Carrie Fisher died. Yeah. Uh, but they killed off Han Solo. We didn't get to see the four of them together. Although maybe then... Maybe that would have been crap. That would Maybe that would have turned into like a later years Star Trek movie where they're all, you know, geriatric, <laughs> uh, wandering around, complaining about their backs. Um, oh, Palpatine's still alive! <laughs> oh, no! Yeah. So... Glad we didn't go down that territory, but yeah, we didn't get to see them all together. That's the, the saddest part. I like how uh, Mark Hamill has been very verbal about his opinions on like the yeah. the status of Luke Skywalker. He's pissed about it. Yeah, he's like, the milk's supposed mm. to be blue. Damn it! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, he didn't get he didn't get uh, his character didn't get a very good uh, send off or a very good arc. I think in that in that Last Jedi. Yeah, I, don't, I wanted to see him. You know, when you look at the last five minutes of Rogue One, when you see Darth Vader turns up and you know uh, takes everyone out on that ship, you think Luke's this all powerful Jedi. He could have done all sorts, but no, he's sat on a rock planet, doing cross-legged, you know, um, floating things and and drinking that milk out of the animal's teat. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, not good. I did <clears> like seeing him in uh, what show was it where he showed up as young Luke Skywalker and just badass. Was the, the Mandalorian. Yeah, it was the Mandalorian. Yeah, the Mandalorian. That was cool. That was. I was really like, cool. that's our boy Luke. Yeah. I think they did, more they, of that. They did a face thing, right? Mm-hmm. Jeremy, if you were going to write a Star Wars movie, how would you do it? Tell me. Um, I'd probably start in a galaxy far, far away. Okay, that's a good start. That's solid, yeah. Um, but it would be a planet that we have yet to see, and because we know that planets actually civilization grows different times and different planets you find one that's still stuck in the middle ages yeah but they're all like half pig half fish people Mm -hmm. that's great jeremy it's actually not about the galaxy it's just about their planet and their hierarchical struggle struggles yeah maybe the king gets poisoned by his sons. I don't know. I haven't really thought. Are you turning it to call? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe there's a witch. J- J- Kevin Sorbo, Kevin's TV Hercules is in it. <laughs> there's a there's a, a pig fish uh, person who was in prison and he gets out and he's got to save the queen. Um, he's played by Dean Cain. Oh. <laughs> Dean Cain, wow. Um, <laughs> What's, uh, can I ask a question? Um, the pig fish thing, which half is... Well, question. that depends. That's see, that's the struggle. That's why that there's a mm-hmm. battle on the planet for supreme control because yeah, it actually goes either way. Uh, and half the, the population's it, uh, you know upper half pig, bottom half fish, and then uh-huh. vice versa. And then if the if if female from any one of the palaces has a baby that comes out the opposite direction, it's the woman's fault, even though it's just genetic. But they haven't figured that out yet. Oh yeah, because so. of science, yeah. right? It's magic. And they all use, they have a Jedi order, and they all use cream-colored lightsabers. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> all right, so uh, the same question to you, Jim, and uh, yeah. uh, I'm sure it'll be mildly more serious <laughs> of an answer. How do I top the pigfish, uh, pigfish society? I, uh, I'm going to say what I wish they had done, because did you watch the Boba Fett? series yes. TV show. I watched yeah. two Which, episodes two episodes and then they had little scooters in it and it was ugh. so I would redo that I wouldn't I'd never have him take his helmet off Boba Fett and I would just have him just going and hunting people down and killing them and I'd make it an 18 show so not like the Mandalorian it would just be him out there and each week he'd go and get someone that we've seen before he'd get one of the bounty hunters from Empire Strikes Back or he'd go and get characters that we'd heard about in extended universe. So it'd just be him just doing awesome stuff killing people. That'd be pretty no badass. Dean Kane. No <laughs> Dean Kane. Oh. No Kevin Sorbo. I'm sorry. Oh. But if his helmet's always on, it doesn't really matter, right? I have to go to Earth. I have <laughs> okay. to capture Kevin on. Sorbo. There's a big bounty on his head. <laughs> He's saying a lot of crazy things online. <laughs> He is. Poor old Kevin Sorbo. What's happened to Kevin Sorbo? I don't know, but we hope to What's find out. To him? Yeah, one day we're going to have him on the show. We're going to get him on the show. Ask him a bunch of questions. Something's gone wrong there. <laughs> well, we do have uh, our big question that we ask every guest. Uh, we should go ahead and do that. Yeah. Yeah. You you get to ask it this time, Jeremy. Okay. You need a win, and you need to reverberate <laughs> into the question to try and get uh, 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 an, an answer that is uh, going to appease you. Okay, uh, Jim, you're a man of culture. You're a director and an author and a writer. Uh, you appreciate yep. art. So we have a, a question we ask all our guests, which is, for your own reasons, who is better, 
Arnold Schwarzenegger or Sylvester Stallone? Okay, <clears throat> that's a tough one. I need to think that through because you've got obviously Arnie's probably done more of my favorite films. So your Predators, your Commandos, Terminator, but then Stallone, he's a he's a writer director. You know that first Rocky film is a masterpiece. I'm going to have to go for my own reasons. I'm going to go with Schwarzenegger. Fuck I think, yes. I think, <laughs> yeah, I think over the years he's he's done more solid work. Even though now he is coming to sort of stage where he seems to be doing almost anything, um, and Stallone, the, the Rocky thing's over now. So yeah, I'm going. I'm going Schwarzenegger. Schwarzenegger, that's uh, eight yes. eight to five. I thought I thought I had you as a writer director. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Jeremy did. He thought he thought he had it in the bag, but unfortunately, what's, no. What's your what's your reason for going Stallone then? Uh, it's I just he, love him so much. He, uh, like you said, with Rocky. Um, he created that, and it's one of the greatest series. I mean, it's mm-hmm. it's in the zeitgeist. It's in it is pop culture. It's part of it. Um, <clears throat> he wrote Cliffhanger, which is a dope movie about saving people mm-hmm. on a mountain. <laughs> and that's pretty cool. Also, the inspiration yep. for the opening to Ace Ventura: Pet Detective Two <laughs> with the raccoon nice. <laughs> he goes to save the raccoon, and it falls down the road. He's like, ah. That's Cliffhanger. Um, I, and also Rambo. Rambo, I mean, he, first blood. He made that character. Yeah, he yeah. made that character. Then the, the thing about uh, Stallone is his traje- trajectory could have been, he could have moved into a sort of uh, Michael Douglas, Jack Nicholson, like a like proper, proper actor. And when you look at Rambo and you look at First Blood, it's like a proper movie. He's, he's like a Vietnam veteran with ptsd you know the ending it's really he's under stress he's really putting in an amazing performance then you look at rambo 3 and it's turned into topless firing uh flaming arrows at tanks and stuff i think it's a shame i think there was better performances uh potentially in his in his future that he missed out on because he was trying to compete with arnie I know, but this last one that came out, dude, he ripped that guy's collarbone out with his bare hand. That was pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> was pretty yeah, cool, all right, fair enough. Okay, all right, I'll take all of that back. He's an old man, and he just trapped all these cartel people in his tunnels that he built in yeah. Oklahoma or wherever the fuck he was. All right. Uh, yeah, I look yeah. I look forward to, have you ever seen, I think it's Death Wish 4. So you remember uh, Charles Bronson? Yes. Death Wish. First Death Wish. Michael Winner film. Goes nuts. Kills a load of people. By the time he got to four, Charles Bronson is very old. And there's one scene where to kill someone, he has a remote control football with a bomb in it. And that is, <laughs> that's where Stallone's heading. He's too old to be fucked to go and kill someone. So he's got a little remote control football. <laughs> All right, Jim. Mike? Jim. Jim Maker. <laughs> Jimbo. Jimbabwe. Jimmy Two Shoes. Where can people find your films? How can people watch these yeah. wonderful I films? Tried, I tried finding The Witch's Hammer. I was going to watch The Witch's yeah. Hammer before we got on here because it was like Blade with Lady. And I was like, I want to watch this. And I couldn't Blady. find it. It's very Blady. reductive. Yes, Blady. Very reductive, Blady. Jeremy. <laughs> yes, no, there's a witch awesome. and there's lights that come out of the swords. It's awesome. I've got pigfish people in it. Um, no, it's so. So where I am with all my movies is all of the rights to them have recently come back to us because we had distribution deals on a lot of them. So we are going to be pushing those out probably on uh, 
uh, through Film Hub onto Tubi and places like that. So hopefully they'll be back out soon. Um, yeah, Chis uh, Hammer. Um, it's a sort of silly vampire action horror thing. Um, yeah, I think uh, you might get lost. Is probably the easiest one for you to find at the moment. But those other ones will will be around soon. The other thing is, I've got my podcast. If I can mention that, absolutely, uh, the Honest Filmmaker Podcast, uh, where every week I speak to you, somebody from the industry, from the uh, creative industry, about their job, how they got it, and it's kind of meant to give people career advice as to how to get into the industry. I've chatted to all sorts of really interesting people. Uh, makeup SFX artists, puppeteers. I've got one coming out soon with a stuntman who Tom Hardy stuntman. Um, so he he was Venom. He was Beauty and the Beast. He was the Beast. He was in Rogue One. So yeah, that's that's what I'm concentrating on the moment is podcast. Get the the next film out, the Apocalypse Box, and then hopefully the the older films will be released somewhere online, YouTube. Awesome. Do you know uh, director actor Eddie McClintock? Eddie McClintock. I don't he, think I do. What would I know him from? He just came out with his, it, I think it was his direct, it was his first movie. Yeah. The Miracle at Manchester. Yeah. With, oh, I haven't seen it. No. With Dean Kane. Yeah, with Dean Kane. <laughs> <laughs> he was also, he was also in a, sh- a sci-fi show called Warehouse 13. Okay. <laughs> Stargate yeah, SG-1. Uh, no, no comment. I don't know. The thing is, you go, I don't know if you've ever been to Cannes before, but they have a film market that goes alongside the film festival. And people like Dean Kane, Sorbo, Eric Roberts, they have a sales section. Every poster has got those guys on it. I don't know how they sell, but maybe they do. Maybe things, I guess, Superman, Hercules get syndicated all over the world, don't they? Yeah. So they go, oh, we'll do a talking dog movie. We'll stick Dean Kane in it. We'll do a um, swords film. We'll stick Sorbo in it. Eric Roberts seems to be in absolutely everything. That's all we got to do, Mike, is we got to write a movie about a big fish guy with a sword. (laughs) Kevin Sorbo. Yeah, Jeremy, they're hurting. It's a strike. We could write whatever we want. They'll buy it. (laughs) We should, just to rub it in their face, we should have ChatGBT write it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's right. Uh, I think, uh, all right, cool. I'm glad that uh, uh, your stuff's going to be, you know, online and available soon. Once all that gets sorted, you're working on a new project. You have a great podcast. Um, do you have like a main website or hub where people can? Yeah, yeah. So, so two, there's uh, thehonestfilmmaker.co.uk. So that's where you can uh, find all the places you can find the podcast. And then if you go to amberpictures.co.uk, at the moment it goes to my YouTube channel, and that's where you can see all the trailers for all the movies. And hopefully that's where I'll be going. Look over here. This is where you download it uh, legally and pay for it. Yeah, absolutely. All right, very good. Um, thehonestfilmmaker.uk. Career advice from Code UK. Yep. <clears throat> Career advice from people in creative industries. Very good. Check it out. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, we are Majizipod, M J S Y P O D, on all the things. You can go to our website, www.mjsypod.com. And then you guess what? You can what? <laughs> not dot, not dot UK. Dot <laughs> nope, not. <laughs> that uh, you can you can listen to our Patreon episodes on Spotify if you go to our second channels, Michael and Jeremy, still your podcast supreme, or you just go straight to Patreon, Patreon forward slash Majizipod. We have a phone number. What's the phone number? 
It's 903-287-0660. Send your clown photos to that phone number. <laughs> uh, if you're a musician, we will play your music. Uh, just send us your music to our email at uhjyeah at majizzypod.com. We will support your band. If you have a podcast that you want us to steal, send us an email. And uh, we put all of our music from all the bands we featured on a main playlist called Majizzy Playlist. Everything's Majizzy. Majizzy this. This is Majizzy. That is Majizzy. Mike, do an impression of Andre the Giant's stomach after you drink 14 bottles of wine. (laughs) (laughs) Is that good? Yeah, that worked. Okay, fine. Uh, anything else, Jeremy? I think it's it. I really enjoyed hanging out with you today, Jim. Thank you. Me too. Me too. Yes, thank you, Jim. We re- we appreciate having you on. Mike's working on a movie. It's about a planet filled with clowns. Filled with clowns. <laughs> I mean, can you, can you I mean, get your prosthetic guy to make him a life-size <laughs> naked clown? <laughs> Uh, I'll get a quote. I'll get back to you with a quote. Okay, that'd be great. (laughs) Be discreet, please. Oh, speaking of that, join our Patreon. (laughs) We need to buy life-size clown dolls. (laughs) Support the show. We sell stickers on our Majizzy shop. Stickers are magnets. Five bucks. Five bucks a pop. Support the show. All right. Uh, I think that's it, Jeremy. I think it's it too, buddy. All right. uh, Love you. Love you. Bye. show uh james was interesting with his horror movies like i really don't know how we're gonna get this thing back to earth well i mean luckily gravity just kind of takes care of the rest of it do you think they finished cleaning their ship i don't know should we ask them maybe they can take us back down uh well i mean we did force a lot of sewage onto their ship 
So I don't know how happy they are with us, but we did a great job with their show. Maybe they'll thank us by by getting us a, another craft to get home safely. Let's check in on them. Okay. Hey. Oh God, it's those fuckers again. How's the cleaning going, guys? Well, there's a uh, there's a special space in our airlock reserved for you right now. If you ever, ever contact us again, I promise you, I will make you scream with a jar of mayonnaise, four bitches, a passport to Ecuador, and the backside portion of my Xbox controller for my computer. What have you done to us? Uh, uh, Jeremy, he's just naming things. I don't, I don't know, think that this is going to work I don't think out. he's going to help us, <laughs> I though. Think I, should, think, I think we should probably just take our chances. Well, do you have any last words, last words for these guys? Yeah, uh, fuck you. Bye! <laughs> <laughs> Those assholes. <laughs>